What's up, guys? Hello. I don't know why. What's up, guys? Welcome back to my channel. <laughs> Welcome back to our channel for another video. Once again, we're really happy um, you're here. No. We missed a week. That's not how we start our podcast. But we did miss a week. You're right about that. We missed a week. We That's my fault. Been a tough couple of days here at school. Obviously, it's the weekend now. Yeah, Miles but is a young professional college student who uh, got to do his homework. Got to do my homework. Got to take for those the podcast. tests. Yeah, I'm sorry for all the fans out there. Um, really apologize for my <laughs> for all of our slacking. Fans. Miles for all like of our nine and a half to fans. offer you a personal apology. I would like. So, for if you, you were offended by me. us missing a week, please shoot us an email. And, uh, oh yeah, guess what? We did, guess what? What? We did not get an email. Oh, what? You had me all excited. I thought you were I know, say. I got you excited. I thought that was funny. <laughs> no, we did not get an email still, and I'm going to up it to like $50 if anybody. <laughs> Don't do that, because there's going to be somebody who accidentally listens. somebody who actually does and it. I'll just send like yeah. one letter. Yeah, I know. I'll get, I'll get you something. I'll get you like a custom t-shirt. We'll make we'll make merch. Yeah, get get your merch. Anyway, um, basketball. We must. We I don't know basketball. what week we, of the NBA we're on, and I don't care. I don't. Well, I don't think you, okay, you wrote so, podcast eleven here. I don't think that's true. Well, because if you look, the the last one we did was podcast ten, and then, that was ten. So, yeah, I mean, I can triple check the SoundCloud link, but um, yeah, and then so we missed one. Which it's still podcast eleven. Yeah, I I didn't even think we'd done that many. Yeah, so this is episode eleven. Uh, we missed a week, which puts us on track, which means this is week eleven of the NBA because we were one ahead. Remember? Yeah. Okay. So that means yeah, yeah, this yeah. week eleven. We're figuring out the math, I get it now. Yeah, but we had a lot go on this week. Um, yeah, I, a lot of you know, weird we, stuff. A lot of. Like kind of off off the court stuff happened. Off the court, but we, there's a, there's a, a bit of on the court. Oh stuff yeah, we need to but, talk about as well. Yeah, there's some there's some very funny off the court stuff going on. Let's uh let's let's I'm gonna hand it over to you. Let's um let's pick a topic. Let's run with it. Let's start with the MVP talk. I like that. Um, we're the MVP we're like talk. a quarter. What do you say? Like more than a quarter yeah, of the way through the season. We're about twenty games. We're about twenty five games ish. Um, no, we're like probably thirty. Ish. 30-something. So that's like more than a quarter of the way through. Ish. So we can start. I feel like we can start to talk MVP. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's we're past that point now. Um, And as we all know on this podcast, my front runner, obviously, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who tore my oh, wait, Celtics like apart um, on Since an off like night. Giannis? He tore your Celtics part? When is he not tearing your Celtics part? Uh, when he's not playing them. That's, okay. Um, <laughs> Giannis is my front runner. Uh, I want to pull up his his averages right now. I got you. It's 26.7 points, 13 rebounds, 6 assists, 1.3 blocks, and 1.3 steals. Did you happen to see the thing he said about putting on 50 pounds of muscle since he joined the NBA? I mean, that's absurd. And the guy just doesn't crazy. even have a jump shot. I know, dude. I, so they played Miami last night, and I watched all of that game. 
which is part of our next topic about this zone that they're playing. Yeah. But they threw out this 2-3 zone, which they've been throwing out against a bunch of formidable opponents lately, like AD and stuff. And these guys just don't know how to attack it. So they're sitting back in this 2-3 zone, you know, um, kind of promoting the three-point shot. And Giannis just had no idea what to do. Yeah, I mean, people throw guard like, him like he's like he's a, a center. Yeah, I mean, literally, there's Justice Winslow, and he's standing in the paint, you know, waiting for him to do anything. And the moment he starts to drive, they collapse four guys on him. And it was like, I, is this how you play Giannis? Is this how you have to – you have to change your entire defensive, you know, I mean, that's, approach that's tough just because to watching him? them play the Celtics, it was like – you know, they were doing well collapsing on him, but then he would kick it out and everybody was shooting like above 60% from three. So, yeah, I think part of the luck that Miami had was they started like 0 for 20 on threes. Like they just missed Ooh, so many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's part of the reason they're not going to do that on a nightly basis. You know, you'll but have to like, shoot 60%. So it's not, I don't know. I think that's a good way to guard the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, you, it's part of it is just disrupting a rhythm and disrupting what they think they have. And, um, you know, it's kind of like you, so do you remember the old Orlando magic, um, with Dwight Howard and it was like Dwight Howard and four shooters, Yeah, but it was like, now it's like, take Dwight Howard, give him some handling abilities, put him on the three point line and have him attack from out there. Everybody else is still just shooters. And it's just this long athletic guy who can just do everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like un uncharted waters for the NBA to have a guy like that. I mean, you had Kevin Durant. Well, you still have Kevin Durant, but he didn't have he doesn't have that like monster physicality. Yeah. Um I part of like the thing that is really interesting to me is just this it's going to sound kind of weird when I say it, but like the body of Giannis, you know how like if you look at any picture of him, his muscles are like super defined and in sh- like he's just like really built and yeah. it's really clear. And it's like like LeBron's the same way. And it's like I don't understand how these guys get paid millions of dollars and they don't all look that way. Like I, I watched a game with like Brooke Lopez in it, and I was like, God, he is so just white and like out of shape yeah. does he just not really work on anything ever i mean hey you can't blame that like some players some people's bodies just don't get defined like that yeah i mean that's fair um, but i don't know he just the dude is and that's is all on somebody's individual work ethic it's all about how good they want to be yeah and that's what i wonder like do these guys who just you know the I don't know, the Matthew, the, the Ron Bakers of the world. Like, are they not real? Are they eating like Doritos after the game while guys like Giannis and LeBron are eating like really healthy? Like, I don't understand how, you know, you make all this money, you can't hire a dietitian. I don't, you can. I think it's, like I said, it comes down to, you know, what you, what your individual, like, obviously all these players, when they, with their team, they have, you know, practice that they have to go to, they have workouts that they have to do. But then it's it's the guys that take on that extra time. I mean, I was just reading an article about Giannis where um, they're talking about his pregame like ritual, and ritual? he's essentially he's doing he's running suicides. He's doing like full court drills. Um, yeah. He's like breaking a full sweat before he, the game. Um, and there's not a lot That's of guys the in the league that are doing that right now. So. 
Which is, I, I don't know. Part of me just thinks like if I had the chance to be in, in one of these players' shoes, I would you be would busting that? my ass every day. Yeah. Because there's like no other thing I'm doing with my life besides playing basketball, so why not devote everything to it? I don't know, man. You can't get in the mind of all these people. It's so much more of just like a mental thing, like what's going on outside of basketball, what's going on. You know, a lot of these people have kids, families. There's a ton of shit that prevents people from... And Giannis is a different guy. I remember the those whole like debates about how people would invite him to work out over the summer, and he was like, "I don't want people to think we're all buddy buddy." Um, oh yeah, he's he looks at basketball a different way. He looks at it like it's a war. Well, and that's that. Hopefully, you know that will work out well for him. You know, going into the postseason, um, I do hope he doesn't make against... too many enemies. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, maybe it's time for the en- the NBA to go back to like an enemy league. I don't know. All right, let's talk um, other MVP candidates. We got well, AD. Let's, on let's here. say I was gonna say I want to skip AD because he's lower on my list than the next guy who could be a formidable playoff opponent for Giannis. Can you guess who I'm talking about? You wrote down Nikola Jokic, but I really yeah, don't know but why that's, he's in the conversation for MVP. He is. He is number five. I'll go to him later. However. Ye- Kawhi Leonard was who I was thinking of. Kawhi Leonard. You, you, oh. oh. Um, <laughs> Why did that take you so long? Because you didn't write it on the thing. Oh, yeah, because I, I, I'm not even looking at the thing. I'm just freestyling off the dome. All right, you're going off the dome. Um, off the dome. Yeah, let me give you the Kawhi Leonard stats of this. Stats? I'll give it to you right now. 26 Why and a half did, points. Oh, eight. my God. You fucking. I have them all just ready. Just let me do it. All right, here you go. Go ahead. <laughs> 26.8 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, and... 8.5. Okay, I don't know what you're reading, but 3.1 assists <laughs> and nearly two assists. steals a game. All while leading at sitting at the top of the Eastern Conference. So, begs the question, where does that play into um, the MVP discussion is who finishes ahead of who in the standings? How how big a factor do you think that is? I mean, as long Outside as Giannis of the playoffs, and, like pure regular season, where I think the teams uh, if up. if if they finish like top four, I think they have a chance at it. But I don't think you can be low on the like James Harden's not going to win the MVP, even though he's been killing it. But his team's like garbage. Do you um, feel that same way about AD? Where are, where are they right now? Oh, Fifteen and eighteen. They started out so well. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't think AD will win it because of the struggles that his team is having. I don't think that you can do that from the third worst seed in the Western Conference. So, do you count LeBron out as well? No, because the Lakers are the fourth best team in the West. Are they really? Which is yeah, they're nineteen and thirteen. It's crazy. That's absurd. They had such a turnaround. Their last ten, they're. Six and four, but before that, they were killing it. Um, yeah, I mean, I would consider LeBron in there. I would also consider um, a Jokic in there. I mean, you have to Who consider Jokic two? with... The hot top two are Kawhi and Giannis, but then I would probably put Jokic as my three, and then Steph as my or LeBron as my four, and Steph as my five. I think we are probably the only people who are talking about Jokic in the MVP. I can show you a 
I just heard a lot of like uh, a lot of tweets about it, and a lot of people were talking about. It. He's averaging eighteen points, ten rebounds, and seven assists. No, I I don't disagree that he should be in the conversation. I just think he's the, too much of a the sleeper. Are, he's just in the Nuggets are at the top of the Western Conference. How can you not give this guy the credit he deserves? No, I completely agree I, with you. I haven't even seen him play this year, but I have his signature. So, <laughs> well, that's all that matters. Um. Yeah, so Jokic is on there, LeBron's on there, Curry is, like, a guy. So, okay, um, let's just pretend that it comes down to Giannis and Kawhi. Um, make a case for each one? Yeah, and how much does their um, playoff performance, their team's well, playoff the performance, po- have to do with who comes out on top? Zero, because they don't account for the playoffs in the MVP discussion. Don't they pick after the playoffs? They do, but it's not. It's it's already like it's not. It has nothing to do with the playoffs. It's just they hold it so that because there was a big thing about when uh, players would be given the MVP during the first round, and then it would like cause controversy with the team that was playing them. And they didn't want like players to go after the MVP and stuff, so that they wouldn't win. Like it was. That's the reason they changed it. Okay. Well, all right. So, regular season, However, their team's regular season performance. Um, Say for the Eastern Conference, it's down to these two teams. and The Bucks and the Raptors, yeah. which I never thought I would say in my lifetime. Right. Um, yeah, I think if, it's, if they're going to continue to be somewhat equal, which is what they're at like right now, I would say... You give it to the player with the better stats, which I think is... I mean, Giannis having, like, six assists a game is absurd because I didn't think he would make that jump, but he did. And that's just... He does a little bit more than Kawhi does all around. You know, he averages the same points, but he gets more assi- or more rebounds and more assists. How do you feel so, about him, um, like, the whole clutch thing where he kind of disappears toward the end of games... Um, LeBron won LeBron won four MVPs while being considered a choke artist I mean I don't think it'll really affect his MVP discussion as long as they still end up on top but I do think it's something that needs to be addressed fair um, let's move on from MVP talk and let's let's talk a little bit about I want to get your I want to get your take on this the Miami Heat are running a 2-3 zone yeah. in the NBA and it's working. Like they've won three, four games in a row, and they and run that the shut entire down. Game. The, not the entire game, but like probably a third of it, or maybe two thirds of it. Um, but they they ran it against James Harden, Anthony Davis, and Giannis. All three games game came out on top, and it's like I honestly thought that the zones were like banished in the NBA. <laughs> Well, I thought they like weren't a thing that you could do. I don't think there's any rule against it. Well, somebody at one point back in high school told me that there was a rule against it, and I believe them. But, um, well, I mean, there's there's certain calls that can be made, like, um, what defensive three seconds if you're not really guarding anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that it's a little bit more. It's a little bit more difficult to. It's a little bit more difficult to orchestrate as well, but. My question is, like, 
is this something that we could see more often? I mean, it works really well the way they play it, you know, they, but I don't know if it's just a personnel thing. You know, they have a lot of guys who can, you know, switch and well, move you're their telling feet me about and, these people, these teams who are very reliant on one player, one player. And those players are ISO players. Those players are people who yeah. are best when they're going one-on-one with their defender. And if they don't have a one-on-one defender, and they're essentially just creating against a, a glob in the middle. It, it takes away their effectiveness. So my question is, like, why did it take 2018-2019 Miami Heat to figure out that this is an effective way to defend? Like, why didn't every team run, run this against LeBron last year? Um... I mean, the, if you look, like, they had Kelly Olenek and Hassan Whiteside both playing the zone at the same time. So it's like, it's not even that they're just throwing five guards out there and hoping that they can create a difference. It's, like, effective. No, I... <laughs> so why why is it just coming in now, and why do you think other teams will take advantage of it? I I don't think... I mean, number one, we're kind of looking at a, a small... small yeah, so it's like... You can't tell that it's fully effective, and like I said, it's effective against teams that are reliant on an ISO scorer. Um, Which, to be fair, is is a lot of teams now. Yeah, um, but like winning teams, whereas in there are teams like Denver that aren't really reliant on an ISO scorer. Um, teams like I don't know, but you know what I mean. Um, well, I mean, Toronto's kind of that way. and Yeah. Um, and if you can move the ball really well, then a 2-3 zone is not exactly too effective. Yeah, I just think that I, I maybe, you know, in specific situations, teams could bust this out more often. Yeah, I think, I think it would make it a hell of a lot more interesting if they were, you know, pick and choose plays. That's what, what kind of makes the college games so fun is that you get these zones that um, – you know, trip up offense offenses, and you know you can really sh- you know switch a game that way. So um, I'd be interesting interested in seeing it. So that was my whole take on that. I just want to get my Miami Heat some love. Of course, give them give them a quick shout out. Of course, for winning four in a row. Let's jump um, back to my Celtics. Um, Gross. Slumping again, three in a row down, Slump including again. a loss to the lowly Phoenix Suns. Um, Pretty bad loss to the Bucks. What do you think? They lost to the Suns. Yeah. Ew. Yeah. What do you think's going on? And after I the mean, after they lost to the Milwaukee Bucks, they had a team meeting. Players and coaches lasted about thirty minutes. Um. Do you think they have what it takes to turn this around? Well, they turned it around before um, against a pretty bad group of teams though well it looks like al horford was injured um i don't know how much of they're missing yeah they're missing a lot of uh front court depth they were at the time they were missing horford baines yabuselli um yeah i think they they've had obviously a clear couple injuries um they lost by 13 to milwaukee forgot about that um, eight to Phoenix and twenty-one to Atlanta. I mean, to the, outside of the Atlanta one, the other ones aren't that. They didn't bad. lose to Atlanta. But, 
You sure about that? No, they lost to Dallas. Oh, to Detroit. They lost Detroit. To Detroit. I'm sorry. My fault. They lost by eight to Detroit. So yeah, none of those losses are really like bad. They're not terrible, but they play like I watched the game last night and they were down 26 in the first half. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting Baines, Horford, and Morris. Um, so that makes a big, you know, effect on it. Um, but I, I wouldn't be too worried about it. Teams go through smaller slumps and you just hope that they turn the corner. Their attendance has gone up lately. Um, the defensive rating is good again, or I mean, it obviously was before, but they're back to 13th on offense, which is good. Um, the free throw rate, they're still not getting to the line as much, but I mean, as long as they're not like long-term significant injuries, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Just kind of an unfortunate stretch of games. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. It's hard on me, you know, but I feel you. It's hard on you. I feel, you know, hopefully you're... Um, your Aaron Baines jersey comes in before Christmas. Oh, wait, no, I didn't mean to tell you that. <laughs> Did you order me an Aaron Baines jersey? Maybe, no. Oh. What? I oh. hope not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, tampering. Um, Let's get to tampering. Ta- to tamper Accusations or to not tamper? against LeBron James. Um, to tamper or to not to tamper? So, basically, Lakers, Pelicans play a game. LeBron takes AD out to dinner afterwards. He's talking to the press that he really wants to play with AD. Um, I mean, is that really tampering? I, I just don't really think that I it don't is. Think I think it you're is. allowed to. I think you're allowed to voice your opinion. I mean, yeah, like, like you know, he held another press conference afterwards and said, you know, ask me if I want to play with KD. Ask me if I want to play with Kyrie. Ask me if I want to play with all these stars. Um, the answer is obviously yes. So yeah. I don't think he's doing anything. Where it's like, oh, wow, he completely swayed. Like, I think most good players know that other good players want to play with them. Yeah. It's not like he's like, and it's she- not like AD's going home being like, LeBron wants to play with me? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I had like, no idea. Like, crazy. Um, do you think it's, I mean, the the Pelicans came out and said that they weren't going to trade him. But do you think there's a realistic chance that he does end up on the on the, the Lakers? Um, honestly, yes. I think there's a more realistic chance of that than there is of him ending up on the Celtics. Oh, I agree. Um, I don't see them trading him to the Celtics. I, I also don't see them trading him to the Lakers, but who knows? It's been a crazy year. Do you see him signing with the Lakers? Didn't he just sign an extension not too long ago? Oh, I thought he was a I mean, free agent this year. I don't think so. He is making $22 million on a contract that has an exact length of approximately um, a certain You were saying of this years. so slowly. I'm <laughs> just trying to find it. There we go. <laughs> He's got three more years on his contract, one of which is a player option. Oh, all right. So I was wrong. Um, so you so don't yeah, see him have being to be, traded? Um, I just don't because I don't see them – I don't think they're trying to win this year, so why give up the house for him unless you, he becomes unhappy? Do you think that the Pelicans will at any point be able to build a contending team around Anthony Davis? No, I think they're too – they like <clears> – <throat> you know when – you kind of 
you have like a fork in the road and you take the wrong path and then you spend like a long time trying to just get back to the other side, yeah. but you're too deep. You're too deep down that like that rabbit hole now. So what what was like the wrong path that they took? Was it trying to build the, the it, crazy front court? It was the front court, and then it was throwing Drew Holiday extreme amounts of money, and uh, they're shipping away Buddy Heald, and um, who's looking, you know, becoming a formidable starter in this league. Mm-hmm. While they lost Demarcus Cousins. Um, I mean, picking up Randall, he's been good, but I just don't think that that's like what they needed. Um, so I think they're just they, it's it's kind of like a Portland, Washington, Miami situation where they're just too deep into the. They're just gonna kind of float around the middle for the next few years. Exactly, and then at some point, you, you, I mean, you'd never hope that a, t- a player wants to leave his hometown, but you always hope that he can do better for himself. So. Maybe he'll team up with Kemba Walker in Charlotte. That would be interesting. That would be a would very be interesting. interesting duo. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let's make it happen, NBA. <laughs> Let's put it into the universe. Um, I want to skip our next topic and go to one I wanted to discuss last time. Yeah, go for it. DeMontis Sabonis or Miles Turner? Are you asking me? Yes. Um, I have always been a fan of Miles Turner, but I feel like he's a very limited player as far as... He was going to be so what good. I was so do. happy. I was so excited. He kind of reminds me a lot of like Clint Capella. I was going to say more of like a, like a, I mean, he can shoot threes. I was going to say more of like a Nerland Noel, even though he can't shoot threes for anything. Um, but he's not like a crazy threat. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Sabonis is averaging 14 and 10, three assists. Um, pretty good. I mean, I, I, I don't was just, think you need. I think you know, alternating those guys, pretty much equal minutes. I don't think that would hurt you at all. So center by committee. Yeah. Yeah. I it just seems like Miles Turner has more of an ego than Demontis Sabonis, so I think he would probably have more of a problem with it. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Is that I hope it doesn't become like an issue that the you know he was a. Um, 11th pick, so I mean, I just hope he doesn't get, you know, when his, his contract <clears throat> comes around, I hope he doesn't um, get all antsy and start <clears throat> running. Oh, he, he just signed an extension. Never mind. <laughs> He's got 18 million coming, flat 18 million coming his, his way for the next four years. So. so do you think he'll throw a fit about losing playing time or... Just kind of. I think maybe the down the down the line. How much? Um, how much do you think players accepting limited roles? He's number versus, one in blocks. Um, wow. You got something else to say? Well, he's number one in blocks. Interesting. How much? Ma- how many per game? Two point nine. Wow, that's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. Where's right? Lob but Williams? What? He's Lob Williams. Lob Williams? Yeah. Is that Lou Williams? No, Rob Williams. Oh, DeAndre. Wait, wait, what? Robert Williams. Oh, Robert. Why would you think Robert Williams? He doesn't even play. He gets like five blocks a game. <laughs> That's just not true. Go on. Um, yeah, he had five in, in one of them. I've never heard of Lob Williams. <laughs> You've never wow. You're not a Celtics fan. All right. Um, <laughs> he averages one point six. All right. 
So, but, how much do you think, like, a player losing their role, um, how much do you think they complain whether or not, like, their team is winning or not? How much do you think winning affects a player's attitude toward losing their role? I think you can put up with it for, like, a year, and if, you know, you win the championship, then you can be, like, um... You're fine with it, but if you lose a championship, you kind of have an excuse and be like, "Well, if you played me, you know, we, you know, we could have done better." Um, but I think there's a certain um, there, there is, you know, we're all humans and we all want to be in the limelight and you know make our money and get the bread, as the kids say nowadays. Get the bread. Um, get the bread. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I think after a certain point, I, I I would say it'd be after a year. Um, if it becomes more of a consistent playing time for Sabonis as opposed to Miles Turner, then yeah, I'd be a little bit worried if I was him. But right now, I don't think he has anything to complain about. Just earn it back. You're too young to have anything to complain about. All right. What about um? Like, how much do you think that a player consistently complaining about their role and, you know, when their team starts not playing well, complaining that, you know, it, it it's because they're not getting played or, you know, wanting to be traded. How much do you think that affects their status around the league as far as, like, GMs looking to, you know, pick them up in free agency, all sorts of stuff? Um... That's a tough one because I'm not in their shoes, so I can't, you know, really say. Um, but well, do you I think it's still... best for people for players to voice their concerns or just? I, I I definitely do think it is because if I'm a GM and I'm trying to take a player like Carmelo and put him on the bench and not play him as much, but I want him on the team, and he's voiced his opinion saying that he's not going to do that. I've just saved myself a whole lot of headache. Right, but do you think that the player should be doing that to the media or to the GM? Well, either way, one way or another, it gets out. I mean, I don't even know how these these reporters get most of the facts that they get. If they're just, like, calling Well, there are a lot of times where players will just say shit in a press conference. Well, yeah, um... I, I mean, there's both sides of it, but I'd say that um, it's it's a good thing for the the GMs. It's a bad thing for the players because if you put yourself in that position where you throw all of your eggs in one basket and you can't be flexible, you lessen your your chances of getting you know um, more contract opportunities down the line but as a GM it kind of it allows you to better scout the players that you're considering for your team so yeah right, I think that's a good point I agree with you thank you um, do you want to touch on that anymore at all or do you want to move on let's jump to probably the funniest thing that happened in these past two hey um, are you Miles Thompson or Ben Thompson I really can't remember <laughs> If I just address you by your last name, is it clear to me as to who you are? Um, yeah, you know, you gotta just. I mean, I'm assume. trading. I'm I'm 
I'm trading for Thompson, so I mean, I'm assuming I get the better of the Thompsons, and it would be you. So but. here's here's what we're talking about. Uh, Memphis was about to be involved in a three team deal with Washington and Phoenix Suns. Phoenix. Um, the deal was centered around Trevor Ariza, Jason Smith, Jason Smith, Kelly Oubre. Actually, no, Jason Smith is part of the Bucks trade. Sorry, I forget about that. Kelly Oubre. Um, Kelly Oubre. And Memphis was going to deal... Who is One of your favorite players, Marshawn Brooks. Well, Memphis... This is the funny part. Mem- Memphis, <laughs> Memphis thought by saying, yeah, we'll throw Brooks in there, that... Um, who Phoenix would assume that it was Marshawn. Okay, wait. Th- th- that's the question. Do you think that Memphis did this intentionally to try to get away with it? Or do you think it was actually just like a miscommunication? I think it is the dumbest miscommunication. How, even if they... Imagine this. Even if Memphis goes... Okay, we didn't finish what we're saying is that Memphis thought they were dealing Marshawn Brooks and Phoenix thought they were getting Dylan Brooks. Um, Correct. And once they figured out that they were, in fact, getting Marshawn Brooks, the trade was canceled. Uh, how can Which, it, it make sense uh, over all that time? Somebody just be saying, "Yeah, we'll give you Brooks. We'll give you Brooks," and nobody, nobody ever on is just Phoenix like, is which, like which one? Dylan Brooks, right? <laughs> Dylan Brooks. Well, I mean, it, this is going to sound weird. As a Phoenix general manager, do you forget that Memphis has Marshawn Brooks? Because honestly, if I wasn't paying attention to the NBA, I would, I mean, even though they are paying attention to the NBA, I would forget that Memphis had Marshawn Brooks. Yeah, I get that. Um, I mean, if you asked anybody who wasn't like paying attention to it the way but we these are, these are NBA GMs, NBA, they're not like casual fans of the sport. They're trying to it execute just, a trade. It could have just been a mistake, but, I mean, I looked it up, and their salaries are practically identical. So, I mean, it's it's not like a, say, Dylan Brooks was making $20 million a year, and Marshawn was making $1.2 million yeah, that, that a would year, come and it would be that obvious. But why yeah. wouldn't they just clear, like, it wasn't written anywhere, like... Well, I mean, they do these M. negotiations Brooks. over the phone... I mean, I think that's probably where once they got like the faxed over, you know, um, what do you call it? The document, I guess, that says they noticed it then. But I mean, when you're talking about it over the phone, I was like, and you were like, you're looking at the roster and you're like, how about um, Brooks? Throw in Brooks. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And they're like, cool, you have a deal. And then that was it. And then they got the paper and they're like, oh, no, we might. You think it's just that quick? That they just say the uh, word Brooks once, and they're obviously like, yeah, there's Brooks. some more. That's good. There's some there's some more fillers in there. I mean, but, I saw I mean, like a tweet that was like, "Oh man, it's it's Scott Brooks, isn't it? <laughs> like the coach." Of oh Washington. yeah, like just have him sign Scott <laughs> Brooks, and then just mix everybody up. <laughs> um, well, I mean, the key part of this is Kelly Oubre going, you know, to Phoenix, correct? Yeah. So it ended up Memphis wasn't even part of the trade anymore, and it ended up just being a clean swap, uh, Trevor Ariza for Kelly Oubre. Correct. So let's talk about that. Um, who wins that deal? I know it seems kind of minor, but... Uh, I looked up Kelly Oubre online, and one of the first videos that came up was Ron Baker greets Kelly Oubre with this disrespectful block. 
I would need to Shut watch it. Shut up, Ron Baker. He probably wrote <laughs> that have... headline himself. <laughs> he like made it's Ron like his Baker. own. It's like RonBaker.com. <laughs> Hoop mixtape. Oh, dude, it, I'll send it to you. It was definitely a disrespectful walk. Get out of here. Ron Baker can't even jump. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't really see why a faltering Wizards team wants an aging Trevor What do they uh, think Ariza? that they're going to solve by getting Trevor Ariza? Trevor Ariza? Yeah, I don't know. It's like You think he's going to bring like they, crazy veteran leadership and just be like, oh, like, that's what they, we needed, what, now we're back in the playoffs. Remember when Paul Pierce was on the Wizards? That like really weird time in our lives when Paul Pierce was like making clutch shots every night yes. and stuff? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, I, maybe that's what they're, they're like. We'll just get another aging veteran who can hopefully do that for us. But did Paul know. Pierce really... take them from like out of the playoffs? Did Paul to... Pierce kill the Wizards? <laughs> did Paul Pierce Is he kill like the, the deciding Wizards? factor? I would say no. Cuz they haven't they haven't really been good since then. Yeah, there's a lot of factors that have to do with that. IE relying on aging stars to and not adding anything around them to help. Oh, you know who else is on the Wizards now? Ron Baker. Ron Baker. Yep. We probably should have mentioned that. That's where that video came from. Um, yeah, Ron Baker. Taking the place of Kelly Oubre and Trevor so Reason. Let's, was- let's get Trevor Reason just say it was pretty much a fair trade of Kelly Oubre for Ron Baker. But what we really want is Ron Baker. Because we just wanted to get Kelly Oubre out of the lineup to give Ron Baker the some minutes. more minutes. Okay, we solved this. Yep. So Trevor Reason probably it. gets dropped. Yep. And we insert... Um, Ron Baker into the starting Kelly, lineup. Kelly Oubre might as well get dropped as well, honestly. I mean, he wasn't even useful. You don't think Kelly Oubre has potential? Not nearly as much as Ron Baker. Jokes aside. No, he's like a good player. He's got the, like... you know What What do you think is, Kelly Oubre's upside is for Phoenix? A, th- a solid 3 and D player. Averages 14 points a game with 3 rebounds and 2.1 assists. So you think he's Probably like about a, one a, steal a Deion game. Waiters? Oh, God. I Deion Waiters. Don't ever put Kelly Oubre on Deion Waiters' level. Well, you essentially just listed what is Deion Waiters' average stat line. Okay, well, he had a, cuff, a, rough, a rough couple of years, but he is now like an all-star if he ever comes back. I don't think he is if ever he coming ever back. Returns to, wait, what happened to the he, he had an ankle injury last year and then sat out the entire year and then now is also sitting out like the entire year because he can't fix his ankle. He also was like really fat in training camp and everyone made fun of him, so he might just be kind of sad about that. <laughs> so he's sitting like, out look because it up. he's sad? I mean, maybe, bro. He well, he looked chunky when when training camp came around. So that kind of touches um, on what you're talking about. Why why would a player getting paid as much as Deion Waiters is getting paid not not have the athletic body that he should? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I th- I think after a certain point, you kind of just quit on being the best at what you do and you kind of just become a player. So you think Deion Waiters, because um, he had so much ups, what was he drafted? Third? Fourth? Fourth? He had yeah. so much potential. And he had a couple good years with OKC. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say those were his best years. I would say his better years were with um, I mean, OKC wasn't his peak. I would say his first year in Miami was kind of his peak when he averaged like 18 points a game, but 
Um, do you think he just kind of realized I'm never going to be a superstar? So, yeah, I think there I is can a point where relax you, a little bit. Yeah, I think all players hit that point at at some point. Um, you know, Austin Rivers thought he was going to be an all star at one point, but you know, has to give up that dream every. Um, How much do you think that affects your mental health? Your mental health, or like, yeah, just like, like this is your NBA dream, and you're pretty much gassed up by everybody around you. Like, oh, you're the next. Like Austin Rivers was, you know, that's a really good example because he, he was, was primed he was to be like one of the, the best next. guards, you know, and then just, <laughs> just had such a mediocre career. Yeah, um, I think it just it does have to do with that drive and that ability. I mean, Austin Rivers has always had a pampered lifestyle, and granted, he was good, um, but I don't think he ever had that drive like to show up at the gym at five in the morning and go to work. I mean, I, I did rewatch his highlights from. Um, do you remember that game when he got like beat up in the playoffs and like his eye got cu- all cut up and he like went back and played anyway? I don't. What team was he playing for? The Clippers. If you have a chance, go watch it. It's 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 inspirational. I mean, he like he got like punched in the eye, but then like his entire eye was like swelled closed, but he kept playing anyway. So it's like I don't know. I think it's all about creating like an image that they can work off of. I mean, Dion's was kind of like the waiter's island. Um What? They, that's what a lot of people would call it, Waiter's Island, where it was like he was out there by himself just doing his own thing. Um, doing what? It was kind of funny. Like, just being a ball player, you know? He it was on an island, you know, he could cross people up, he could do his own thing, but he liked to isolate, so that was called Waiter's Island. Oh, okay. He was he was known as an ISO scorer. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Austin Rivers, I don't really know. Um because there's been other players like Austin Rivers who have succeeded in the NBA, but um, I think it's just how much you fit into your system going in and how you devote yourself to becoming uh, the player that ever, your team needs and not the player you want to be. How much do you think like your team's support, unwavering support of you, affects how much you want to give back to them? Um, well, if they go and draft another player at your position the next year, then I would be pretty pissed off. Um, but if they give you a full, you know, Donovan Mitchell and they throw you the entire range of the team, then I would be more, much more committed to them. But if they ship me out But do you think that makes you commit to being a better basketball player overall? Well, I think if you start to succeed, then there's a reason for you to want to continue to succeed more. But if you're not playing... There's a, and that does have to do with your mental health where you just kind of sit in your sadness and you don't really participate in team events and play as hard as you could. Kind of like Rodney Hood. You know what happened to him last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he kind of just sat in his misery and didn't want to play in the playoffs. and Utah? Got kicked, well, he didn't get kicked out of Utah. I'm talking about more of the Cleveland time. Right, but it, it like that seems like more of he was kicked out of Utah because he – yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, Utah he, was like, where he shined, and then as soon as he left Utah, it was like Rodney Hood is not a potential star anymore. Yeah, um, and it's just, it's, it is, it does have to do with how much, um, 
devotion that your team has to you, but it's also the commitment that you put back into them. So I don't know. Um, Kelly, we started with Kelly Oubre, so we'll bring it back to Kelly Oubre. But I don't think he really has that drive because he doesn't see himself as that guy. Um, but he has the physical tools for it, but he also was on a team with two other All-Stars so and Dwight Howard. Very true. Let's talk about another Washington Wizard. There's a lot of Washington Wizards being brought up. Yeah, today. I don't know what this means. Thomas Bryant Perfecto is what you wrote. He had a me. perfect game. Is that just perfect field? I goal? don't. I don't know. I I haven't looked at the stats. Um, perfect from the field in historic. He had Thirty-one game points on fourteen of fourteen shooting. Thirteen rebounds, two assists. That's a very good game. 31, 31 points on 14 of 14 shooting. His previous career high was 16. What do you think led to that? <laughs> um, being a mostly dunk presence who... Um, I would like a, a shot chart. Um, yeah. That'd be interesting to see. I, I don't know. Um what leads to that? I don't know. Just kind of getting lobs and layups. I don't think he shot anything out of five feet. Um, so it wasn't like he's just burying threes. And no, he's just. I feel like he just. He's kind of like a. Uh, I t- we talked about um, Montrez Harrell. He's kind of like that, where he just stays around the rim and just does stuff. Yeah. You know, he just kind of is there, and if a guy gets a dump off pass or a um, a wrap around pass or. Any types of any type of pass where you can just dunk it or lay it in, then that's kind of what I think Thomas Bryant is. And if Gibson, if you listen to this, bro, he finally got his chance. He did. I remember Gibson was talking about it when he was on here. He was. And go Thomas Bryant. I really wish give. they would show me a shot chart for this. You can probably just watch the highlights on two times speed. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Layups. It's literally all within the circle. Yeah, I told you. Uh, I'm not surprised by that at all. But that's that's actually like insane. It's all within the restricted area. Oh yeah. I mean that's there are certain small... players who But to score thirty one points that yeah, way. Yeah, that's absurd. Um Yeah, I don't I I mean thirty one points on fourteen of fourteen shooting. Go Thomas Bryant. Hopefully I mean, not to say I don't want Dwight Howard to lose his spot, but I want Thomas Bryant to get more opportunities with the Wizards. I agree with you. All right, let's take this into our last segment for the last about 15 minutes. If you could own one rebuilding franchise, who would it be? Da-da-da. I really like the Kings. Okay. I really like the Kings, and I really like Phoenix. You're going to work with uh, their front office, though? You're going to want to work with Vivek Ranadive? Um, no, I'd I think that's probably who the King's front office. clean house. <laughs> uh, okay. But as far as like uh, a core... Who would you bring in? i got to look at this roster, but... Um... Well, I mean, you know you, you know your guys. You know, you got De'Aaron, you got Buddy, you've got Oya- or Bogdan, you've got... Bagley, and you've got Collie Stein. I mean, those are your five. I honestly think that this would be a wonderful, I mean, not as a trade, but a wonderful landing place for AD. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, I Who think did we say? Oh, no, we said, didn't we say 
Didn't we say we wanted DeMarcus Cousins to go back there? Yeah, but I, I think they need more of a athletic rim runner type center. Um, I mean, that's essentially what Willie Cauley-Stein is. But, but a, just like a more, um, a more scoring powerful one. Okay. I mean, what is I mean, Willie Carly Stein? Yeah, he's obviously better. Thirteen and eight. Like I'm talking, somebody who can put up twenty and ten. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it would be a bad fit. I'm just saying, I mean, essentially that's what they have. I think they just need to grow a little bit more. But okay, so you're taking the Kings. Why the Kings? Uh, I think the the backcourt duo of De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald is incredibly powerful. Um, incredibly quick too. Yeah, and. Then you Making claims about his... this year. Mm-hmm. He made claims that he was um, the fastest player in the NBA. Bold statement, but it's cool. It's fine. I think, yeah, and the thing is, I don't really know if there's a way to test that unless you just had a bunch of people sprint. Run. <laughs> so I guess you um, can make that without. I mean, you could time it. You could time uh, somebody's running down the court, but. Anyway, um, so you're taking the king. So you've got you've got your formidable backcourt for the future, and you've got I think Marvin honestly, Bagley if you have and, that backcourt, and then you have Marvin Bagley, Bogdan Bog- Bogdan Bogdanovich, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Billy Colley Stein, um, and then I think if you honestly get somebody like so, who are you targeting? Who if you own the Kings, who's your first target? Let me look. 2019 free agents. You could go for like a clay. You could go for a... Don't need it. You don't need it. You've got Buddy Healed. The next Steph Curry. Wow, why does it only say the Celtics free agent? Because um, you're in New England. That makes sense. All right. Okay, so you're the king. Who's Who are you realistically targeting? I want somebody young, but not too young. Somebody okay. who's an athletic rim running. Who's good, but not forward. too good. No, who's I just athletic, don't want but somebody not too who's, <laughs> who's like. I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say. So, what about like a uh, hmm? I mean, there's not that many athletic. A, a Julius Randall. Yeah, someone like that. Someone like DeAndre Jordan. Um, DeAndre Jordan, yeah. Um, maybe like you, I mean Paul Millsap. You don't. You a don't think that you older, need to. What about like a Tobias Harris? What about like a Tobias Harris? If you pair Tobias Harris with those two guards, I think you have a playoff contender. And you can just fit. You can put him in instead of Bogdan Bogdanovich, who I like the guy, but he's just not. That. And then you add some shooters. Some shooters throw, um, I don't know, J.J. Redick. Yeah, maybe. There. I don't know what the fuck happened. A, da- a Danny McElmore, Green. But... Oh, Ben McElmore. He's on, I think he's back on Memphis. No, he still plays for the Kings. Uh, oh, what? Oh, he went back to Sacramento? Yeah, but he doesn't do jack shit. Uh, what? He had so much potential. Um, but yeah, surround him with some shooters. Really good. You've got that. Crazy backcourt, and then you've got a Tobias Harris. I think that's a winning formula. And just maybe solidify your, your center role a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think, for me, it's down to either the Suns or the Mavericks. I, I do like the enticing oh, man, I Luka Doncic. The Mavericks, but I don't really feel like they're 
a rebuilding team. I would say they're a rebuilding team. I mean, he did kind of throw them right into the playoff or the the what do you want to call it the the limelight again. But um, I would say they're still they're still a far way away from contending. And so he's um, I would say that's a rebuilding team. But for me, it's between I I just look the at Mavericks teams as like filled with just young players. And I feel like they've well, I mean, tried Luka to, is young. they've tried to build with like Wes Matthews and DeAndre I think Jordan. they tried to they tried to they tried to retool, but I think they're now rebuilding. Fair. I mean, Wes Matthews will come off the book soon and Derek is retiring and DeAndre only has one year left on his contract, I believe. So you think um, they're gonna go full rebuild? And not I think so. I mean I think around Luca. Yeah, I mean oh I think that's kind of the same thing in a sense where um Full rebuild is building around Luca because he is their centerpiece going forward. And if they could just get a couple of guys, um, I mean, they have their point guard, they have their point forward. So give me, you know, a young, give me, give me some shooting. Give me Nikola Mirotic. Give me um, Chris Middleton. Um, just filler guys, you know. Um, maybe someone like. Um. Oh, they have Harrison Barnes. You know he's been good. He's he's been a player. He has um, been a player. I think he's been a, he ha- a really good piece for them. Marcus Morris could be somebody that I could see going to like the Mavericks. I don't want Marcus um, Morris to ever leave the Boston Celtics. Yeah, he's I know you don't. But players. one day, one day, that guy. You could call it Morris Island. I mean, that guy when he gets people on the ISO, it's over. Okay, I'll take Markeith Morris then. Yeah, he's a little less. Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon, you know, someone, just guys like that, you know, that are kind of the same way. Young, but not too young, and can do what they do without in, interfering with my budding star. All right, I want to ask you one last question. One last before question. Before, before Christmas, we take a break for Christmas. Yeah. Um, this was kind of interesting watching the Bucks and Celtics. Do you think Chris Middleton can become an all-star? Um, a lot of people are talking about it. I don't really see him as an all-star player. I think he, I see him more as a very effective role player. Um, Do you think his he's stats just have kind been good of enough. somewhat profiting I'm saying off of it would Giannis? Be, yeah, I mean, I, I'm saying it'd be really boring to see Chris Middleton in the all-star game because he just kind of shoots threes and mid-range pull-ups and layups and he just so scores the, and very like no but he's it's like he's kind of like Tobias Harris so. where he's not gonna wow you with anything he just kind of does his thing very effectively so you don't think those players um, deserve to be all-stars uh, they deserve they to be like very well it's like if you had a, a whole separate game that was like Role player all stars, <laughs> where they all just kind of pass Man, around to each other and don't actually shoot. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, it's just a bunch of deferring to somebody else until somebody has to take a shot. Um, I mean, you could fit guys like Bojan Bogdanovic in there, and um, I don't know Tyreek Evans, um, Terry Rozier. <laughs> a bunch of like role player guys but i, I, I don't um, know man. those guys got swagger i don't okay, think they well, like i just do my you want to have a swagger all-star game too? oh that would be amazing just a swing man all-star game you know what's weird bro is if you go look at the miami heat right now 
there's like six guys on my team who have like cornrows or like dreadlocks. Go look at it. They all have like these really aggressive cornrows, and it's it's kind of dope. But um, it's kind like look up James Johnson and Rodney Magruder, and it's kind of dope. Like I remember when I told you, I told you at the beginning of the year that there's no but there's no team I would pick um, to fight other than the Miami Heat. And they're all kind of really badass dudes, so I'm a fan of Miami again. I know you are. Even though, I, I'm a big. <laughs> you don't fan. have to assert that. I just want to make it clear because we had a little bit of a down couple I'm of still months. Still a fan. I'm still here. I, I'm not a fair weather fan. All don't right. worry. Um. Well, that's it for this episode. That's it for um this year. Yeah, actually. The- Actually, no, we'll, we'll be back. No, we'll be back on next Sunday, which is December 30th. Yeah. Um, so no worries there. Um, we will be back before 2019 to give again, you the Again, we summary. apologize. We apologize. We're going to do one big episode. We're going to do a live episode, maybe. Well, it's not live, um, but we'll, we will be in the same we'll, room. When I get back. Yeah. But that won't be till the week after December 30th. Um, which I think, are, are you traveling by chance? I will be traveling, so we'll have to so figure So it's the week out. after that. So like January 14th, look forward to that. Um, it'll be awesome. We appreciate you guys once again. We're sorry that we missed a week. It was just my fault and the school's fault. And it's all good. We'll get, we'll get back on schedule. We love you guys. Love you. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to your family from our family. Um, um, and thank you for listening. Yeah, yeah. F- uh, follow us on Twitter and send us an email. And uh, we forgot to announce who we were again. So these are your hosts. We did Ben and Miles Thompson in the middle of signing talking about that Memphis trade. But right, we did signing off. Signing off. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Here we go. Here we go.